giant bullshit is the most listened to podcast in the country. 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 I guess it's cool that Kim Jong-un likes our podcast enough to bring us on an all-expenses-paid vacation to North Korea, but I don't know, Gretton, aren't you a little nervous about being here? No. Look at what the news is saying. They're saying cool shit. You know this guy invented bowling? Oh, no, I didn't know that. Isn't he, like, 40? Mm, I don't know. Paul? Gah? Sorry. That's what we watched. Sorry. Yeah, sorry everybody. Sorry all the other movies I've ever watched. This is the best movie I ever saw. Sorry. Sorry that all the lives had to be spent mm. to make this movie. Tragic. I don't know if anybody actually died in connection with this movie. Probably not that immediately, but I guess I, I wouldn't know. know. Yeah. Have you ever seen those videos of people... Uh, I can't remember if it was like Kim Jong Un's like half brother or something, but he was like oh, at he gets an, assassinated at, at an the, uh, airport. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Uh, I don't know. Seems pretty easy for them to kill people. That's true, but this was the '80s, mm-hmm. so maybe a little less sophisticated. But you can get a li- away with a lot of shit in the '80s. That's true. They didn't know what the fuck was up. Pulgasari was directed in 1985 by Korean people. And and what? Many others. And many others, yeah. There were also Japanese people on the crew, you were saying? Yeah, so um, the guy who played Paul Gasari was Ken Pachiro Satsuma. Also played Godzilla. Oh, shit. In several movies. Fuck. Was he kidnapped or was he of his I own? D- whenever I hear people talking about it, I didn't do any fucking research right. on this. I've heard about but, this. Um, Most people listening to this probably When know. I hear people talk about the movie, they never say that he was. Uh, they talk about the directors being kidnapped, but I don't know if he was. Yeah. I don't think he was. He was still working around. He did Godzilla. He did Return of Godzilla mm. or whatever. Godzilla 1985, whatever. Uh, and then this pretty quickly after each other, and then he went back to playing Godzilla, so... Mm. Seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah. I think uh, I think the, the director and his wife had to do some some work to, to escape North Korea. Yeah. I think they were there for several years before they escaped. That sucks. That's fucking... I guess the movie kind of sucks. Yeah. Maybe you should have tried harder. I don't know. <laughs> he got kidnapped and brought to a fucking dictatorship. Make a movie. <laughs> okay. Okay. There's that way of looking at it. And then there's also you get to make a movie for free. Well, I don't know if it's for free because you got kidnapped against his will. Yeah, but he, you know, you don't have to pay out of pocket for anything. You're also afraid of getting killed. All the more reason to make a good movie. I guess so. That you is gotta a stay way positive. Of you gotta stay positive. So Polgasari is basically about a big worm that eats iron. That's one way of putting it. Uh-huh. Bas- personally, I think it's the story of a girl and her imagination. Of a girl and uh dreams sexual awakening? No. Okay. Uh dreams of fame. <laughs> okay. That's how I see this. Truly, once you boil it down, that's the story story. of uh, self-sacrifice. Yes, that's actually true, I guess. 
Kind of. Yeah. Usually when I hear people talk about this, they the takeaway is that it was kind of a backhanded, yeah, this is North Korean propaganda, but when you really pay attention to it, it's like Not a complete really. critique of, yeah. <laughs> of the North Korean government. What? But also, I don't know, I think at its core, I think it is kind of supposed to be North Korean propaganda. Yeah. Because, well, I think it's, it's hard to, to, to nail down because I think it's, it's propaganda for what North Korea wants the world to think it is. Right. So that's the thing I think. And the, the movie sways cause I think it's based on like an old folk tale. Oh really? Um, yeah, I think Pulgasari is like a Korean legend, not just the North Korean thing. Okay. There was a, a South Korean movie called Bulgasari, which is now a lost film. <laughs> and, um, it was made about the same story, but uh, it was made in the 60s. Okay. But I think this this definitely was supposed to be North Korean mm-hmm. propaganda, but I don't know. You could read it a few different ways, I think. Yeah, once the ending section hits, once they've defeated the mm. the king or whatever, the, the political reading of the movie uh, suddenly becomes very possible. Most of the movie's pretty dumb. Yeah. Once you get past, like, we're going to take all of your stuff and you have to do what, and you'll have to start a revolution to stop us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty one to one, I guess. Mm-hmm. Then it's just like, monster destroys things and kills people for a good, like, 45 minute chunk, mm-hmm. you know? And then once they've beaten the king, it, it like clicks back in. It's like, okay, this is, uh, read this politically, please. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, it's now it's out of control and we don't have enough iron to keep feeding it. Right. You know, and it's like, uh, and, and from there it becomes very muddy as to exactly. Right. It's like, I guess Pulgasari is maybe like greed. I guess. Or something or some kind of capitalist. North Korean propaganda. I, I would have expected to be pretty, pretty, uh, black and white. And one to one, you know, comparison. But from uh-huh. there, it's like, oh, is this like supposed to be a bigger concept? I, 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 at first, you know, you try to read it as like, okay, who's North Korea here? Right. What yeah. represents North Korea? And I figured it was Pogasari with farmers, you know, because yeah, that's yeah. communist shit, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after that, it's like, okay, was that not supposed to be North Korea? Was yeah. What you know and. Yeah, it just kind of gets muddy. And so, yeah, yeah. It, I can see how people say it's like a backhanded, it kind of like wraps back around to criticizing it. Yeah. But you, it, it's like if you're in North Korea, you don't see, or I guess if you're running North Korea, mm-hmm. you don't see it like that. Maybe. I don't know. It's hard It's hard to say. Cause yeah. Because we were saying, it's probably going to be obvious to anybody that watches it, but we were kind of talking about it. It's like, the okay, are these... The bad guys, the bad, you know, government mm-hmm. in the movie is acting quite a lot like North Korea apparently acts. Right. Um, yeah. So it's taking hard people to... shit and starving people. Yeah, starving them, which is really <laughs> like straight off the bat. They're like, we can't eat. And it's like, <laughs> hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, I've seen this one before. Yeah. So it's it's like, did they just not realize? You know, I wonder. I don't know. And I think the thing is that the writer or the director Mm -hmm. who was kidnapped, I believe that he was also the writer. 
I guess according to Letterboxd, it's, it was a different person writing it. Uh-huh. Either way, if it is, I don't know if the writer was South Korean. I could have done a lot more research that I didn't do. Yeah. But if it, is a, if it is a backhanded thing towards North Korea, then it would have to be a writer thing more than a director I would thing. imagine. But I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's it, it, you but could read it a few different ways, I guess. Yeah, which is it, I was a little surprised by because I was like, this is probably gonna, you know, which it kind of does. Where it's like, here are humble farmers working hard, you know. Yeah, the movie definitely takes the side of the farmers. Well, if, yeah, which of course, you know, it's something I expected. They might as well turn to the camera and be like, this is good. What we're right, doing here, but also know? at by the end, it's like, am I supposed to think that the farmers? Uh, are good but not smart enough to to do what they want to yeah. do because the way it comes off is yeah the government can suck but if you overthrow them then you're gonna have to sacrifice more than you bargained for and that's not a good thing yeah kind of that ends up being what I feel like is the the what the movie is telling me kind of yeah uh, and I really just don't know how to read it after Mm -hmm. that. I was like, okay, this is weird. And now I'm wondering, it's like, okay, is it even supposed to be that one-to-one or is it like an idea? Maybe that's how he spun it to Kim Jong-il. Kim Jong-il's like, this makes me, this looks (laughs) like you're making fun of North Korea. He's like, no, it's about human greed. It's about, which is what you don't like, you know, sitting in his palace. You hate greed, don't you? He's like, well, yeah. (laughs) 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 People are starting, well, of course I do. (laughs) He's like, well, that's what this movie's doing. Yeah. I I have no idea. Yeah, so it it proved to be a little, just kind of muddier than I thought, I guess. So you didn't know, you seemed kind of surprised when Paul Gasari started out as a little guy. I was surprised by that. I didn't know anything about this. I figured it was going to be something like, uh, I haven't seen Dijman, but I I figured Mm -hmm. it would be something like Awakening, an ancient, that seems a pretty solid propaganda route to go, where it's like Awakening, the ancient spirit of Mm -hmm. fighting to help us win this revolution. Uh You know, I did not know he was a little guy that ate metal. (laughs) Uh, You know, he makes the little guy, and I'm like, Okay, they're gonna like put that somewhere. They're gonna cast mm-hmm. some sort of spell and make him big. Yeah, and uh, she sets him down, and they got it focused down. It's like obviously like scaled up everything in that little like yarn box or whatever mm-hmm. that little sewing kit. I was like, oh my god, he's about to move. <laughs> it already starts walking around. He's like, uh, you know. Yeah, it's like whoa. It ends up being very similar to the way that the golem plays out. That's true. Uh, even right down to like. He he ends up turning against the people that made him. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, we really we really never really see the the bad part of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They say he's out of control, and they say he's getting hungrier, but he never attacks no. the farmers, or he never demands more food. Which is it's a just weird people you'd... looking at him and saying he's still hungry. Yeah, and it's like oh, you know. And I thought, I mean, the beat after that is like oh, he hurt somebody. Yeah. Or something. Maybe they didn't want to make him look like a bad guy, because he'd been a good guy and Maybe. like a, a, a you know a, a catalyst for a communist revolution mm-hmm. analog the whole time. So to make it where he's like explicitly bad was maybe, maybe a no no. Yeah. But yeah, it is a weird jumper. They're like he's still hungry, and I was like, oh, is that a problem? 
Oh, you're out of iron. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love that he's a little guy at first. Yeah, I knew that going in. I knew pretty much how the whole thing played out. I knew that he ate iron. I knew that he started as a little creature and then that he got too big to control or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a cool part of this movie where an old lady's getting tortured, but they're like (laughs) breaking planks of wood over her ankles, over her shins. Yeah. She's got like a blanket over her bottom half and there's blood all around her shins. It's, it's, they cut, I can't remember from what, I think they cut from some whimsical Polgasari scene where they're Mm. like looking for him and then it cuts and she's like, ah, (laughs) and they keep hitting her shins. It's like, oh man. Not grandma. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's, so that's funny. Yeah, that's cool. This movie's pretty fucking mind numbing. Uh this it, is it cuts oh it cuts away to other stuff in a way that is very disorienting mm-hmm. and hurts the flow of the movie. Time is passing in really jumpy uh yeah, moments and... where it's like, oh, I guess there's a week passed in that cut. Right. All these people fucking sobbing. That really got on my nerve. Yeah, especially sobbing. It was like they were mourning the death of their great leader. Yeah, I've seen those videos. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's. It was like that every. Yeah, time that's something how I bad felt. Happened. I was like, oh, I guess just sobbing about shit is how people, how North Korean people deal with stuff. Yeah, watching this. That's how it feels. It's but like every time something bad happens, it's like yeah, sobbing. Somebody got fucking captured. So, oh, good. You're crying. Good thing you're crying about it. Okay, <laughs> that's the angry at- the first step to solving the problem is fucking crying like a baby. Yeah, you should yell that these uh, North Korean actors like that uh, finance <laughs> guy who gets really angry and says he doesn't have friends. I don't have any friends. I've got four or five guys I've known 40, 50 years. We don't hang out. We don't go to the Super Bowl, and we certainly don't don't go for fucking beers uh, watching sports in sports bars. <laughs> what a virgin was that? I don't have any friends <laughs> alright that's not really my uh, fucking business sorry but uh yeah it was just kind of fucking annoying it was yeah no you're, uh, you're I don't right. know if that was something ordered by El government that's fucking crazy that we're able to watch this though yeah to me mm-hmm. it says it had a fucking Japanese release in 1998 She's like, did somebody like steal it out of North Korea or did North Korea, did they fucking license this movie out? Like, yeah, you guys can do a release of it. Oh, okay. What the fuck happened? Yeah, here, you want the movie? They've got a big fucking missile. Like, here, (laughs) (laughs) they've got a bunch of TNT. They're like, you just take this over to Japan. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So this has been like unavailable for like a long time, basically, though, right? Uh. I don't know. I mean, uh, my entire life, I think it's been around. Oh, uh, it's just been around. Never mind. I was wrong. Yeah, I, I mean, was this thinking is, of this I was is thinking like of a, the other Korean Lost. What's that? Uh, the space monster, Wang Mogwai. Yeah, yeah, movie. yeah. That's South that. Korean. Yeah, this one's been around. It's just weird to me that it has been. Yeah, yeah. It's strange. It seems like something that should be off limits. Hmm. Strange. Kim Jong Il liked Godzilla. It is strange. It's just weird that he fucking can't blame liked, him. He likes movies. But he liked movies a lot. Yeah, he liked American movies too. Right? We're not so different, you and I. Yeah, <laughs> I like <laughs> movies too. And, you're, and Godzilla. Yeah, <laughs> and you're a dictator. 
two sides of the same coin. I'm some fucking loser, and you're <laughs> a ruthless dictator. This movie sucks pretty bad. It's pretty boring. Um, I guess the design for Pokasari is okay. I like it. It looks okay. They've got little animatronic bits sometimes that look all right. Mm-hmm. But besides that, and some of the scale looks okay also. Yeah. Um, but besides that, it like I was saying, it's it's mind numbing. It's like mm-hmm. I was. It was one of those ones where I'm slapping my leg, like oh, <laughs> like I feel like a bored toddler in a thrift store or something. There's not a whole lot going on. There's this main story about the village people. Mm-hmm. I call them the bandits sometimes, even though I don't know what they stole besides their shit back. Yeah, I but think the government just calls them bandits. They're like farmers, but yeah. they're calling them bandits as if they're like a gang of outlaws. It's the evil government. But yeah, there's the bandits versus the big pharma. Yeah. Basically. Mm-hmm. And that's it. The, yeah, they start no... off with like this family. They're kind of focused on this one family. Yeah. And there's an uncle who dies, kind of sacrifices himself, I guess, to make Pulgasari. Yeah. In a way, in a strange kind of way. And then one of the, like the main character dies a good deal into the movie. He gets yeah, hanged. And, like two thirds through it, I'd say. Yeah. And it's like, oh. So that, that happens at a really strange point. And then the main girl really only crops up every time a plan is involved. Yeah. But you, her story itself doesn't matter. No, there's no it's arc. Just, yeah. There's no, which I mean, you know, I guess if you're making propaganda, an arc uh, doesn't really work because someone has to change it unless you're doing a movie about the other side, you know, yeah. uh, then, you you know, the only thing you could really do is start with a wonderful citizen who becomes an even better citizen, Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, when you're this deep, you know, into the... Your propaganda has to be this straightforward. Yeah. Which this isn't very straightforward, but, you know. You'd think that, like, maybe somebody in the government would, like, have a change of heart and become, like, the voice of the people or something. I don't know. But no. Yeah. It's just we lose lose focus on on characters is what I'm saying. Yeah. That characters end up not being important and what the movie boils down to is shots of crowds running around and then Pulgasari will smash a building every 20 minutes or so. Yeah, yeah. And then... A couple times the bad guys get the upper hand for like a second. But yeah. But then, you know, Pulgasari's just too powerful. They kind of, they very easily sneak the girl mm-hmm. to go and f- slice her wrist open. Yeah to get Pulgasari out of some rocks. He flies out of those rocks, too. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. But that's, like, really the only time that there's, like, real conflict besides people just, like, kind of dying for no reason Yeah, a couple times. The ending is very strange. It is. Pulgasari, he eats the girl that brought it to life, but her body isn't mangled up like it should be, and he turns to stone and then explodes, but then he's the tiny Pulgasari again. Yeah, it's like, what? But only for a second, and then he turns into a glowing blue orb and flies into the body of the girl, which is unmarred. And it's crying. 
I don't know if she's yeah, the body's supposed crying. to be dead or not. I right. think so. It, but you would think if if the living walking Pulgasari turns into a glowing blue orb, flies into this girl, that she's going to wake up and she'll be like, Pulgasari is in me forever. But she stays dead. So Apparently, yeah, as the credits r- roll. It, it's also like, oh, Pulgasari got blown up, he's gone. Oh, it's a little Pulgasari. Oh, he's in orb and he's in the girl now and the credits are on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it just like fucks up like the closest thing they have to a beat. I don't know if that's how the the folk story goes, but to me, it would make more sense if like he just stopped moving because the person that brought him to life died, and so yeah, oh, he would be dormant a... until somebody else did the same, or maybe he would shrink back down to baby size. He's a little figure again. He's a little totem. Yeah, it's what happens in the golem. Yeah, the little girl takes the. Star of David off of him. They all sit on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is it's just very funky. Like what? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, besides that, there's really not much to talk about. I mean, it's like once we once Pogasari really gets big and going, it's like the same shit for like forty minutes. Like, yeah. And it just takes so long to get anything done. The locations. I mean. The king doesn't even die cool. No. Nobody dies He gets a cool. foot placed on him. Yeah. And blood. And then they have a party right afterwards. Yeah. So they cut all the sound out. It's kind of a funny cut. Yeah, there's a lot of funny cuts just because you're always left feeling like, oh, okay, here <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's one part where the government is like, somebody's developing the weapon that will be the most powerful weapon ever. And yeah. you get the idea that like, okay, this is going to be like kind of an arduous thing. Like it's going to drag on. And yeah. then at the last second they'll have it ready, but then they cut the weapons are ready. Okay. Yeah. And uh, they, they make it out. It's like, it's a weapon that could destroy even a mountain, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, okay, so is it going to be a nuke? <laughs> like thing like what okay what no it's cannon it's like they've invented a cannon yeah they invented can they show it shooting a mountain and it doesn't destroy it no it's 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 just a cannon yeah <laughs> it, yeah it does and it doesn't work in fact it works against them after Pogasari of course that. swallows the cannonball <laughs> and then immediately they're like fuck <laughs> and they're all running well you start spitting them back yeah. like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's the music. Good. Some interesting trumpet synthesizer. Yeah, uh, I kind of liked some of it in like a campy. Yeah, yeah. Way like it's really not what I would expect. No, no, I thought this was older. Also, uh, so, yeah, but yeah, it, it is very like cheap keyboard. You it know. has the visuals ah. of like a Showa era. Godzilla movie, yeah, kind of, yeah. It has it. that flatness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and almost like an oversaturation, yeah. On some of the shots and the suits got the big eyes, and it makes you think of 60s, monster 70s. movies from the seventies instead of the eighties and nineties. Yeah. So it the contrast is a little stranger. Yeah, with, the, with that, that music, music. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, but it's kind of funny. Because also yeah. that's like the first thing you hear when you turn when you play the movie and it's like clipping, <laughs> yeah, it's blowing right. out and. 
like, what the fuck? This is a, a bootleg. Obtained legally, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's going to stop me? The U.S. The police? Hard cut to you getting fined. We need to pass a law that can allow the police to come into your house and take away bootleg media. No, we shouldn't. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> anyway. Man, this Polk North Korean sorry. shit got to your brain, didn't it? Oh, yeah, wait, never mind. <laughs> Man, I sure wish I was starving right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wait a second, no, I don't. <laughs> Man. I wish I had nothing. I need to watch a John Wayne movie. Something's wrong with my head. Yeah, I need to eat a John Wayne movie. <laughs> eat it. I'm so hungry I could uh, eat a John Wayne movie. It's all they have over there. Copies of Stagecoach. Yeah. <laughs> There's still many things yet to be discussed. Like the cinematography. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I think the idea with the cinematography was basically to turn the camera on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, to make sure... You could see something. Yeah, make sure it's not too bright or too dark most mm-hmm. of the time. I think that was kind of what they were going for. Yeah. I noticed they put on a, a probably like a 50 millimeter lens just so that you can use it for basically any scene. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Inspired some of the greatest classics in cinema used the same idea. Right. Lighting. The sun. <laughs> Lighting credited to the sun and the moon. <laughs> motivated. Yeah. <laughs> it's motivated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, there's nothing to fucking talk about. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're correct. Performances. All right. You ready to get into Don Fry's? I guess so, man. I've been kicked in the head by a horse a few times. I mean, there's barely anything to talk about this movie. It's kind of just interesting to have seen this movie and uh-huh. know it's around. And just the the story around this movie is infinitely more interesting than anything in the movie itself. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to say about it. I guess, like, one out of ten. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't give it, like, zero because, like, everything's, like, I guess the monster looks okay. Yeah. Boring as fuck though. I mean it's just nothing. Yeah. One out of ten, I guess, you know. Mm. Yeah. There's not a whole lot to this movie. Uh maybe it was a little more polished in some ways that I wasn't expecting. Like yeah. the monster looked a little better than I thought it would. It was more articulate for sure than but I thought it would be. There was a lot of stuff that didn't seem like blocked out. In like big sequences with people yeah. like running around and fighting, there was a lot of like moving the camera around that seemed kind of improvisational. So, you know, it did seem a little rushed, and I don't know what the fucking post production process for this was. I don't know if this is close to what anybody wanted out of this. It's just kind of crazy that this happened. I mean, if if we didn't know all the fucking behind the scenes shit about this it wouldn't be noteworthy at all no outside of it being a giant monster movie in which case it would still be on this podcast anyway unfortunately but yeah all the interesting stuff about this film can be found in other places we just talked about the movie um and you listened like a critically about the movie not informatively about the movie so i'll give it like a three out of ten 
I've seen way worse. You're I right. mean, this is just kind of boring. It's probably you know, I'm I, sure I, went to your head. No. Like, got to give it, it to him. The farmers did as, have the right. <laughs> it's about as good as something like Rodan or something. Like just a really, I think you might have given that a one out of ten, though. I might have, but uh, I was pretty bored from what I remember. Yeah, Rodan was very fucking boring. It was kind of straight to the point and ugly. Yeah, but can I convince you to give this a lower score? <laughs> <laughs> Here's my proposition. No, I'm joking. Uh, at least the, the the this bootleg Blu-ray did give us some a, a gallery. Oh, you shouldn't have. Oh, it'd be cool with a bunch of starving people in the gallery. Yeah, the photos <laughs> is like you know just misery. You wouldn't think this guy invented the game the way he plays. Yeah, I know he's got the bumpers up and he's still getting gutter balls. Oh, here he comes. Nice game out there, oh, champ. Nice ball. Hey guys, what's up? It's me, Kim Jong Un. 그래서 기본적으로 나는 이것을 잘하지 못하지만 친구들과 노는 것은 재미있다. 여러분도 저만큼 재미있으셨으면 좋겠습니다. 제 생각에 볼링은 정말 멋져요. 공을 한번 굴리는 것만으로 거의 모든 핀을 잡을 수 있는 사람을 알고 있습니다. 정말 대단합니다. Um, yeah. 